Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, there's a lot to get to. Let's start with the president. Yeah. Coming back home from Israel. He's on the plane. Mm-hmm. Phew, buddy. Doing a little Q&A. Wandering around. God. Did you see the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken? Yes. Like, just a couple feet behind him, just looking terrified the entire yeah. time Joe Biden was speaking to the press. Yeah, looking like Casper behind him, just white. Just like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Yes, terrified. Almost like, where did it all go wrong? Uh, this this look of dread on his face. Mm-hmm. Like looking down also like he's defeated. Yeah. Yeah, it's concerning. Mm-hmm. So he was asked, Joe Biden was, about uh, the so-called hospital bombing. Now, a group called Islamic Jihad in, in Gaza is apparently responsible for bombing a parking lot near a hospital in Gaza. That bombing was initially blamed on Israel, but the evidence strongly suggests, again, it was a failed rocket launch from within Gaza. Um, And now AFP, which is a European news outlet, is citing European analysts who say, oh, by the way, the death toll from that, which was supposed to be in the hundreds, and U.S. media is still repeating that, in the hundreds. Uh, it's probably about uh, somewhere in the range of 10 to 50. Because it actually didn't hit the hospital. It didn't hit the hospital. It hit the parking lot. You know, you watch the media outlets today, the legacy media outlets. None of them mentioned this. No. I did not see a correction about the actual hitting the hospital. Did you? No, it's still back and forth. Like, well, Hamas says this and Israel says this. Right. Our ally versus the terrorist group. Right. So there's still, you know, a debate on what happened. A debate. Well, yeah. we did our own intelligence. They all ran review with what of the, this. What the Hamas spokesperson said. They ran with it. I know. Yeah. Well, that's a reliable source. No, and of course, thousands of people in the Middle East don't believe that it was a self-inflicted wound. They believe that it, it was Israel, and our media is more than happy to help fuel that theory. Yeah. Um, and uh, Joe Biden was asked what his message was to all the people who believe that Israel bombed a hospital and killed hundreds of people. Okay. Well, I can understand why in this circumstance they wouldn't believe. I can understand that. And, but uh, I would not notice I don't say things like that unless I have faith in the source from which I've gotten it. Our Defense Department says it's highly unlikely. And it was Israelis with a, a different footprint, and they've intercepted some. Anyway, and uh, so that's why, if you notice, I didn't say was. I know, Scott. We're oh, still. Oh God! Still got over ten seconds of this clip left. Ponderous. Anyway, yeah, he waits until he has full factual evidence, mm-hmm. right? Which is why he still goes with the "find people" hoax with Trump, right? And also anyway. why he said that. He had, you know, seen photos of decapitated children. Right. When he hadn't. Right. Okay, go ahead. And uh, so that's why, if you notice, I didn't say it first. 
Suggesting that Hamas deliberately did it either. It's that old thing, got to learn how to shoot straight. That's it right there. There you well, go. I don't know that anyone reported that Hamas did it on purpose. N- no, nobody Initially, did. if it was Hamas, it was that the rocket fell short. Yeah. It broke up. Correct. Oh, I'm sure there were conversations that they did it themselves. Well, and then you find out it wasn't Hamas, it was another group. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you come to find out, and there's tons of different groups all within Gaza. Yeah, Hamas has got like a Major League Baseball system. (laughs) A terrorist, double A terrorist, triple A terrorist, then you get to the show. Right. Islamic Islamic Jihad is like, what, high A? Right, high A. Yeah. See, and I'm dating myself, but I really do go back to the movie The Warriors. By getting to New York. Because it seems like Hamas... Would be the Gramercy Riffs, but then you got the Turnbull ACs, right? Okay, and then you got the Warriors, and then yeah. way low on the scale would be like the Orphans. Yeah, and then, but they're all after the same thing it seems, and sometimes they fight amongst themselves. Yeah, but in the end, they just want to take over the city. That's the goal. You know, okay. we, this is the only show in America right now that is comparing what's going on in the Middle East to the Warriors. It probably makes more can, sense. It makes total sense to me, because I thought the exact same thing. Yes. So anyway, yeah, we could get deeper into that later on, if you wish. But other things to get to, I have not heard this yet. Brian Stelter? Yeah. The dude that used to be with CNN? Yeah, the the former CNN disinformation peddler, Brian Stelter. I, I feel a little sick to my stomach even saying this, but he made a good point. What? I, I, I really, this is... It's going to be hard for me to explain this just because the words don't want to actually leave my mouth. <laughs> but Brian Stelter, Humpty Dumpty guy, weird little dude, uh, uh, is right about something. Uh-oh. Okay. What so, is he right about? He was on News Nation last night talking about the media coverage of the hospital explosion and how, oh, it's 500 dead Israeli airstrike. And then, oh, no, actually. Probably not, and probably not 500 people dead and all that. And Stelter said, hey, you know, media really screwed the pooch on this one. All right, roll it. There is no defense here. This was an atrocious uh, series of mistakes by many different major newsrooms all around the same time on Tuesday. And unfortunately, I don't think there's been enough follow-up or accountability to make sure it doesn't happen again. When the stakes are highest, it seems the standards were the lowest, and it should be the opposite. I don't know why reporters went with the... Welcome to the party, Holy smokes! I, I kind of just threw up in my mouth a little bit there, but he he's right. He's 100% right. I feel like I'm dreaming right now. Well, sometimes it could happen. So he's been away from CNN for how long now? Several months anyway, right? Maybe longer? I don't Maybe even Maybe longer. Okay, and if you're not indoctrinated constantly and you can actually see truth for a little while, there's hope. There's hope for anybody, Scott. Yeah, I know. So, okay, go on, Brian. I don't know why reporters went with those huge reports of death, of, of deaths, hundreds of alleged deaths, when it had only been 30 or 60 minutes since the explosion. Common sense would indicate that we didn't know yet how many people might have died. War is already hell. 
It should not be made worse by misreporting. But I fear that on Tuesday, the media made a bad situation worse. They actually did harm as opposed to trying to do the opposite. Okay. Wow. Maybe he's come to his senses. Holy smokes. I'm what? sure for the, all the people that used to love him and follow him. And that's when the tears came. Probably. Who is, yes, they're weeping right now. Who is a person masquerading as Brian Stelter right now? That's what I want to know. I know. I, I'm, I'm really, again, I'm, I'm kind of shaken to my core. I didn't, I mean, there's been a lot of things that have come out over the last couple of weeks that have shaken me, but that, that's, that's up there now. That's a great point, though. I know. Going into the week, it's people that didn't know. Find out Van Camp, big fan of Taylor Swift, uh, agrees with Brian Stelter. What? What's next? We'll be going to a Taylor Swift show with Brian Stelter very soon. <laughs> and you'll be with him. Yeah. On, Scott, with yeah. your kitties. I'll be sitting next to Kelsey. On, on, on tomorrow's show, I'm going to uh, get my updated COVID vaccine and then have a nice in-depth <laughs> interview with Ibram X. Kendi. There you go. That'd be awesome. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, as far as our southern border, did you see the mayor of El Paso? Who's a Democrat, by the way? Sends 178 buses of illegal aliens to sanctuary cities. And as the story goes, and I saw this at Hot Air, not a peep from critics. Yeah. How about that? Greg Abbott, he's terrible. The governor of Texas sending all these buses. These poor people don't know where they're going. It's a free trip. <laughs> Everything's on someone else's dime when you came here illegally. Those poor people in those air-conditioned buses. It's awful. Yeah, right. Anyway, so they're going to all these different cities, and it, it, you hear the left talk about Abbott. Oh, my gosh. Beyond the pale, what he's doing. Oh, yeah. The Democratic mayor does it. You don't hear a whole lot. No, Why is that, David? Uh, well, because all the people who are complaining about it are really just uh, trying to shift blame. It's because they want to blame Republicans for the fact that they made stupid decisions with, you know, right to shelter and sanctuary city status or sanctuary state status, they don't want to actually confront the reality that that was a really poor policy decision. So instead, they're just going to blame mean old Republicans because they also know that most of the media will go along with that. What happens when there's an attack in our country, someone that came across the border? Well, I mean, the media is going to blame the right. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering how. No opportunity when they got here. A person was radicalized because they were put on a Greyhound bus. Have you ever yeah. ridden on a Greyhound bus? Exactly. And then their dream of America was shattered. And who could blame them for turning against that country? And that's when the tears came. Right, of course. <laughs> uh, don't be. Yeah. Don't be something on him like now. That. Well, he's a hero today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, David, you have a piece of audio. And I'm very interested to hear this, mm -hmm. because if you're new to the show, Scott Robbins, huge baseball fan, and David will remind him occasionally that, well, you know. Major League uh, Baseball hates you, Scott. Yeah, and at least 10 listeners do daily. Mm -hmm. Because of your values well, and it, your, wor your worldview. It, it hates your God. It hates your worldview. It, it, <laughs> it hates the country that you live in. All from when they moved that all-star game, saying the mm -hmm. Georgia yeah. voting law was, quote, racist. There was a lot of yeah. stupid stuff going on at that time. No doubt about it. Yeah. But this piece of audio also has to do with NFL players. Yeah, Bleacher Report put out a great video of two Philadelphia Eagles players going to a Phillies playoff game earlier this week. Really? It's uh, DeAndre Swift and uh, Terrell Edmonds. They were mic'd up. They're sitting, like, front row, and it's their first baseball game to see in person. Wow. And it's them. It's just a montage of them chit chatting about 
like how long the baseball season is, like how hard it must be to hit a hundred mile an hour fastball, and why do they keep changing pitchers all the time? It's really good, and here's like a pared down version of what Bleacher Report put out. All right, roll it. I want to see a home run. Not right now, though. Yeah, not right now. Baseball season be so long, so long. How many games they got? Baseball, they switch pitchers every game. Yeah, because they can't pitch too many times on the road, right? There's so many little ins and outs with baseball I ain't know about. I said, if I ever play baseball, I don't want bat, I don't want none of that. Put me in the outfield somewhere. You see what I'm saying, bro? That's 100 miles per hour. (laughs) That's great. That's good. You know, I don't know what's funnier, just listening to that, watching that. Or when you get an athlete, like a football player or a basketball player, to throw out the first pitch of the game and realize they've never thrown a ball in their life. Yeah. They're throwing like a fifth yeah. grade girl. like It's so unexpected, too. You just figure they can, right? <laughs> yes. All right. Much to get to. Oh, David's got some Nancy Pelosi uh, audio you're going to want to hear. And much more coming up. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. Yes. Uh, probably my favorite Pelosi quote of all time. Oh, it has to be. God. It <laughs> gets you, dumber every dying. time I hear it. It just gets dumber. <laughs> the patron saint of counterfeit yes. bills, George right, I mean, Floyd. God. Willingly ingesting fentanyl for justice. Yes. 
Yeah, and then wasn't that weird part calling out to your mom? She talked about yeah. in that quote for being there to call out to your mom. How how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. <laughs> for being there to call out for your mom, like that was the whole point of all of it. Yes. I can't breathe, but because of you. Said I can't breathe in the car before he was ever on the ground, and he wasn't calling out to his mom. But it does. It, it's it's lore, okay? Right. He willingly sacrificed for justice, according to Pelosi. Golly. Still remarkable, isn't it? It really is. It truly is remarkable. (laughs) It's remarkable. It's stunningly remarkable. Well, I think we have another great statement because apparently right now we have an assault on democracy. Tell me if you've ever heard that one before. Yeah. So, yeah, Jim Jordan is the newest candidate for Speaker of the House, and he has said there is going to be no third round of voting uh, because he doesn't have the votes for it. So uh, he's looking into stopgap measures, including keeping the current uh, temporary guy in power until the beginning of next year. So uh, anyway, but former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says that the fight over electing a new Speaker of the House is damaging American democracy. Roll it. When we've had a, a, uh, a speaker's race on our side or their side, we've always respected each other's judgment. But today... Well, hold on. What? (laughs) Respected each other's judgment? Uh Uh-huh. Does she have a problem with memory, too? Uh, Like Joe? Clearly. Okay. And yesterday, that that was an assault on our democracy, as Jim Jordan assaulted our democracy on January 6th. How how did Uh, Jim Jim Jordan Jordan do that? I, I don't know. I don't. She just says crap. They just, they do. They've got like five words they use all the time, over and over again. Assaulted. On democracy, yeah. Oh, wait a second. Is she saying Jim Jordan was the one that got dressed up in the Viking hat and painted his yeah. face? Yeah, you didn't know that. It, it was, it, you've been fooled this whole time. That was, that was Jim Jordan in a rubber mask the entire time. Right. Not Jacob Chansley. No. The, the shaman. Uh, QAnon Shaman, no. It was Jim Jordan the whole time, and that was his assault. He was going to take over everything. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Jacob starts with the letter J. Jim starts with the letter J. Think about it. It's all there. There it is. On the monogram. Yep. Wow. Okay. Elon Musk in the news again. Starting to test charging for X, formerly known as Twitter. This is happening in a few places right now. New Zealand and the Philippines. Um. People are, you know, out of their minds about, how can you charge for this? Apparently, it's a dollar a year. Mm. Says that you're trying to fight against the bots. Because the bots, you know, they change the algorithms and they're trying to do something about that. Um, He said this won't stop bots completely, but it'll be a thousand times harder to manipulate the platform. Again, it's a dollar a year. Now, as far as the X premium... Which which uh, gets you the verified check mark? You know how much that is? Uh, Two dollars. It was eight dollars a month. Do you know what it is now? No. Yeah, me neither. I didn't know it went to eleven dollars a month. Oh, it's Bidenomics. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, inflation. <laughs> Speaking of uh, money, Netflix raised its rates. That was a big story. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You gonna keep paying? Huh? This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I don't know, there's a point where you're like, I no more. 
No, I'm not going to do yeah, it I don't, I don't even know what I'm paying for Netflix no, right I, now. No, I canceled Netflix a while back. The one they got into, the, like, kitty porn? Yeah. it was, The whole cuties thing. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm out. I'm done. I don't blame you. They got all the Seinfelds, or I'd cancel. Mm-hmm. I know, because you can't find them anywhere, like mm-hmm. on regular TV. Like you, know, you, you can tolerate all sorts of debauchery as long as your precious Seinfeld is available. <laughs> Good to <laughs> know right, where your David. moral compass is, Scott. That's right, David. I'm not spending your money doing it, okay? <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, a few things we got to get to. Uh, Rashida Tlaib, uh, to her latest statement. And then everybody's got their story today for What's Your Story? Very entertaining stuff straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, I'm the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, so Rashida Tlaib, Congressperson, uh, pro Palestine. She's made that very clear over time. Uh, could not say a word about the atrocities as far as Hamas invading Israel, killing women, children, civilians, rapes. Chopping heads off. Nope. Not a word on that. You know, it's interesting you said pro-Palestine, or Palestine, and, and she is, but she's also pro-Hamas. Yes, you could absolutely I mean, say the, that. The, these are tied together, in, in her case, anyway. Won't denounce. Absolutely not. Nope. No. Nope. Won't do it. Um, and she's at a rally yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Democrat Representative Rashida Tlaib says Biden is on the wrong side of history because he supports Israel's attempts to wipe out a terrorist organization that in their actual like charter literally says we want to wipe out the Jews. Correct. That's what they're about. Yes. I'm not going to forget this. And I think a lot of people are not going to forget this. And it's it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a threat. It isn't. They think we're joking. I mean, I think the White House and everyone thinks that we're just going to sit back and let this just continue to happen. No. Well, what does uh, that mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, it is a threat. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, she says it's not a threat. It's a yeah. promise is, is sort Correct. of the second part of that. I don't know what she means by that. Well, I don't know. Uh, when it's someone that's siding with terrorists, you can only draw the conclusion that it's something along those lines. I mean, what, that they're going to do a fundraiser selling candy? <laughs> I don't she, think that's what she's getting at. Is she calling for an insurrection? Sounds like it. Hmm. The fact of the matter is, our lives are not safe with you or the former peace president. What? Uh, that was, or the former impeached president. Oh. Not safe not with safe you, with or you Biden, Trump. or yeah. Donald Trump. Oh. When are we going to feel safe? But what is got, starting to get really, really, really clear and very loud is that somehow many of us in this room, because of our political opinions, because maybe our faith is a certain faith, maybe because our ethnicity is a certain ethnicity, that somehow we're subhuman. I don't remember saying that you were subhuman. The savages that attacked... The people in Israel? Subhuman? You sure? Yeah. yeah. No, that's just some sort of defense tactic. No, you, your thoughts and beliefs are deranged. Sorry, they are. 
Yeah, and and you know when it comes to Muslims in general, I mean, Joe Biden or any conservative, they're not saying, "Oh, yeah, we dislike all Muslims because no. of the support of Israel defending itself." That's not. Nobody has that take. Not a single person has that. So. Not a single credible person, I'll put it that way, because, of course, sure. there are always the basement-dwelling neckbeard weirdos, keyboard warriors on Reddit and whatnot. But, sure. Um, but, no, nobody's making that argument that Muslims are subhuman because of something Hamas did. Not at all. And are you telling me right now you're not safe? Muslims in America are not safe? That's just... that's Peace-loving that's Muslims aren't safe? That's another go-to. Of course it is. It just is. You know, she's whipping a crowd into a frenzy. Now, you know, again, if one of those people that's listening to her deranged and goes out and does something, is she, is she, uh, you know, is she going to be held accountable for it? Well, that does sound an awful lot like it excitement does. when you're, it certainly when does. When you're out yes. there saying, like, we're serious. We're going to do something about it. And it's like, yeah. we're not just going to sit back. Yeah. I mean, isn't that a, you can criminally charge someone for that. But so far. I mean, people around her in Congress, silent. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I don't hear anyone saying, she's got to go. This isn't what America's all about. Don't see it anywhere, mm -hmm. which is crazy to me. Yeah, she's disgusting, man. I mean, it, you just mentioned, David, off air, if you want to do this story now, what's happening in high schools. Yeah. And this is across the country in a select area. Yeah, well, there it's a few different high schools around the country uh, where there are walkouts happening. High school students marching in uh, in solidarity with the Palestinians and whatnot. This is out of a high school in San Francisco as the kids are marching out and they're calling for genocide. Do you that's, think they understand that that's about genocide? No, and that almost makes it worse because that shows how how insidious the brainwashing is. Yeah, because you have, <laughs> it doesn't seem any educators there to say, hey, do you understand what you're saying when you chant that? Do you understand right. what that means? Because you're a dope. You're clueless about world affairs. You know nothing. Or... They're educators that absolutely agree and are proud of the kids for taking a stand and let their voices be heard. And because it is, man, it's really confusing in a lot of ways. And you know, I know we're up on this right now, so I'm going to transition sort of this okay. way. That time of the show, we go around the table. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. So I will lead off today with my story. And this was out of the free press. Uh, they went to a rally, and this happened to be in Canada. But a lot of these college students and the pro-Palestinian rallies, they're interchangeable, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of it looks the same. The same things are being chanted. The same things are being said, right? Okay, so as I'm watching the clips as they were talking to people, like, okay, holy smokes here. What is going on? Um. This is Rupa Subramanya. She was doing the reporting. 
and talking with these supporters, and this is a 21-year-old Lebanese guy and the girl with him um, talking about uh, the conflict. Roll it. Why are they not denouncing the atrocities of Hamas? What do you say to that? Because Hamas is not a terrorist. Hamas, they are defending Palestinians. Mm -hmm. Hamas, they are labeled as terrorists from the Western media. So that's why Hamas is not considered terrorism. They are defending Palestinians. They are defending everything that is going on to the Palestinians because Israelis, they want to erase Palestine completely. Which is obviously not true. Yeah, well, if you know history at all, yeah. that is absolutely wow. not true. Try to That's reach brainwashing. That guy. Try to reach that guy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you and can't. And Talib is the same way. You can't. You can't. I, I have a series of these. This goes on. They want to erase Palestine. They don't like Arabs. That's the reason why we are standing there, standing against racism and white supremacy. So white supremacy. That's an interesting one. Yeah, when you're sure talking is. about Israel, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Obviously, this person's been fed lines for a uh, yeah, long time. Right. Here's the other thing. If you're just a common sense person, if Israel didn't want the Palestinians in the Strip, they could have leveled that at any time. It's not like they don't have the power to do it. It makes no sense. What, what do you say, like, I mean, do you find that the reports coming out in the news media about Hamas going into Israel and kidnapping of, uh, people yeah. and kidnapping yeah. children? It's all misinformation. You don't think that happened? No. I mean, it, well, it could it happen. It could happen, but yeah. this is nothing compared to what Israel's doing. Israel is doing a genocide. If you're going to talk about maybe people throwing rocks and maybe, you know, compared to the one of the biggest nuclear machines on Earth and the most powerful Israel is one of the most powerful countries on earth. They can do anything they want. Yeah. So when people say, man, some of these people coming out of the universities when they're talking about deprogramming, and I know that term freaks out a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you get people brainwashed, man, that really have no sense of the real history of the last 75 years. It's wild. And there's like at least four other clips just like that, and sometimes even scarier, God. which you get to a little bit later. Man. So that's my story for today. David, what's your story for what's your story? Uh, Bud Light is trying to get back in the good graces of Americans after a precipitous drop in sales yeah. due to their little viral marketing ploy with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are now saying, hey, look, we love, we love the veterans. And we want to honor America's fallen heroes. And so they are now committing $3 million in academic scholarships for the families of fallen or disabled uh, first responders as well. We love the police. We love firefighters. We love everybody. Please drink our beer again, is what they're saying. (laughs) Um, This pandering stuff's not going to work either. No. No. It would be one thing, I think, if you came out and said, listen, we made a huge mistake, okay, with the whole Mulvaney thing. People that were in charge of that fired. Okay, they're gone. And we're moving on from that. And we want you to know, former Bud Light drinker, we care about the things you care about. This is why we're doing this. That's one thing. But they're not doing that. 
And so, yeah, it just looks like weak yeah. pandering. It is. You know? So, anyway, I don't think it's going to make a difference to you. No. I don't. No. I'd like to know what Kid Rock thinks of it, actually. <laughs> if that's good enough for him, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Kid Rock with all the Bud Light. Bud Light and f***ing Anheuser-Busch. I think, Have a terrific day. I think Kid Rock was spotted drinking a Bud Light, but that's just because he's a... He's an alcoholic and, you know, Well, hey, whatever. man, for a Whatever's lot of available. people, there's still two favorite kinds of beer. Cold and free. Right. <laughs> that is true. I learned that lesson. Yeah, it was. Of course. Yes. It was fun living in that world. All right, Scott Robbins, for What's Your Story? What's uh, the story? Speaking of pandering, yesterday I got this news and you guys were sitting here. My head cocked like the RCA dog. Like, what? Why is Kathy Hochul going to Israel? Why is the governor of New York going to Israel? She did. She tweeted out, I touched down in Tel Aviv. New York and Israel share a special bond. And I'm proud to be here to show our solidarity with the Israeli people following Hamas's abhorrent acts of terror. Now, all of this could have been done on a Zoom call, okay? Yes. But you cannot get a photo op on a Zoom call, sir. You cannot be seen kneeling with victims pictures taken a thousand of them different angles of you hugging and holding people who just lost half their lives if not their entire life pandering jack oh wagons goodness the pandering is pathetic do they really care about the governor of new york no no yeah. of course not what are you gonna do i mean biden was there right i mean if anybody was gonna do something right. it would have been biden yeah the governor of new york shut up she yeah, was actually was... saying, hey, you know, if you need more fighters, I've got a lot of illegal immigrants in New York that I yeah. can, I will send to you. Of course. Yeah, New, York, New York State and city bleeding money, hemorrhaging money, yes. don't have any money. Right. And she's spending $100,000 to fly to Tel Aviv for a photo op. Well, she's just, she's there to help, you know, and, you know, she's got, she understands religion. Remember when she gave a Bible lesson, why everyone should get vaccinated? Oh, that was one yeah. of the all-time classics. My cynicism is to the ceiling today. <laughs> it just, my head's bouncing off the cynicism wall. Yeah, that is God a beauty right there. dang. Kathy Hochul goes to Tel Aviv. I don't know if you're this story. A senior State Department official has resigned over Biden's pro-Israel policy. How about that? We'll get to that and much more coming up Friday. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR.
Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge, with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. The Monthly Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, who resigned? And what they resign over? Uh, Josh Paul, you probably haven't heard that name before, but uh, he was a director at the State Department's Bureau of Political Military Affairs. Publicly resigned from his position because he does not like that the Biden administration is supporting Israel. This dude seriously wrote a two-page, like, single-spaced letter crying about how we're supporting Israel in their efforts to take out a terrorist organization. He was. Good. Goodbye. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, right. I'm basically like, I couldn't make any difference. You're Josh Paul. Who the hell are you? Go away. What's the one quote? The fact is blind support for one side is destructive in the long term to the interests of the people on both sides. Blind support. Biden just said I'm sending food. Right. To the Palestinians. I mean, Hamas is probably not going to let that happen. I was just going to say, yeah, <laughs> millions of dollars worth of supplies and food and everything, which will be hijacked. What else are they supposed to do? And does this genius have an idea of what Israel is supposed to do? Are they supposed to say, you know what, uh, Hamas uh, got the message loud and clear. Uh, we want to negotiate. Right. Then what happens? More atrocities. Because they found out that it works. And so then, but you can't do that, so what are you going to do? Well, you got to try to take out Hamas. You can't live with them. We've been over this a hundred times. What else are you going to do? And if you're going to take them out, you know that as every day goes on, you're going to have more people, you know, crying out, this is unjust, this is too much. And again, this is the no-win situation that Israel's in. Well, you can cry unjust and... and all day long but until you have a solution it's just yelling at the clouds yes man and I, listen dude we talked about it before and we don't have to go down this road too far there are a lot of well-meaning people on social media that talk about peace yeah and you kind of go along and say okay how does that happen right here? exactly that's where the yeah. conversation takes a turn you well, can advocate for something, but if you don't do anything about it right. or don't have a solution, then there you go. Well, it, you really don't understand the whole dynamics of the situation. No. So you can go ahead and say peace, and Whatever some people want. will say, oh, that virtue signaling's great, and other people will say, what a dope. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're, what, what's the plan? You're not going to have cuddles with a, a rabid badger. You know, that's just not going to happen. No. No. Not at all. By the way, totally different topic. Did you know that in some places, 
fast food customers are being uh, charged for bag fees? What? Yes, like if you want your fast food in a sack, the sack is 10 cents. What am I supposed to do? Eat it there? No, no, no. They'll just hand you like a sandwich one at a time. Oh, my God. No. Throwing fries at you. Yes. Crazy. (laughs) Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, obviously still big story, what's going on in Israel. And you've heard about Israel taking out some of Hamas top commanders, mm-hmm. different places. Okay, and I saw this piece at Hot Air um, and reading through this, but I've heard a lot of people talk about this situation in these sorts of terms, that a ground invasion is going to happen. As much as so many people in the world do not want to see that, Israel feels like it has to do it if they're going to wipe Hamas out. And from all indications, it's going to be incredibly ugly. Like, uglier than we can imagine. Yeah. I would imagine, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, mass casualties both sides. Yeah, right. Okay. Any ground war. And so, as you hear, okay... Israelis gave Gazans 24 hours to evacuate the northern end of Gaza. That was last weekend. Mm. Okay, like when is this going to happen? And you're hearing more and more, well, they arrested, you know, another dozen Hamas leaders or members, and they've taken out another one of the leaders in this area. And people are wondering, hey, a lot of this is actually reported by Hamas, it's this their way of saying, yeah, you don't really want to come in here with the ground troops. I mean, you're already doing so much good as far as taking out Hamas's leaders. Do you really need to go with the ground game? When you hear that, what do you think? I think that's probably true. I mean, that, that's one of the reasons why I get a little bit antsy when I see media reporting Hamas's casualty figures overall. Because it's all coming from them when it, when they're talking like whatever three thousand four thousand people dead, mm-hmm. and you know the question really is well how do you know that already because Israel is still counting its dead, and correct from you know we're closing in on two weeks from uh, you know since the invasion that Hamas launched the terror campaign that they launched in southern Israel and they still don't have a firm number. So how is it that Hamas, logistically even, can predict this, can, can tell you how many people have died within Gaza? And it does seem like it is more about information warfare than the truth. Absolutely. Well, you think of it this way. Talk about information warfare. Just as an exercise real quick. So the three of us, because we're, you know, watching different sources and we all, you know, look at different news sources or different people to count on to get as accurate of information as you can get, right? Let's say you're just normal Joe Blow. You got a lot going on. He's trying to raise a family. He catches a little bit of news in the morning. 
Um, he's at his job. It's full packed all day. Then there's, you know, kids activities in the afternoon might catch something in the evening. But he was just hearing. Oh, you know, first, he heard that Israel bombed this hospital. 500 yeah. dead. Right. And then maybe he caught another update. That person right now doesn't have time to go to a bunch of different sources. What are they left with as far as information goes? That there was a hospital bombed and there was a bunch of people dead and they're still arguing over who was responsible. Yeah. That's probably where that person would be right now. Mm-hmm. There's no idea that that was a lie from the get-go and our own media in the United States lied to people until they had to correct. The failing New York Times had to change the headline three times. Yeah. My goodness. That's why you devour the first headline, and it's hard to come back from that. Yes, and it wasn't like us. I was watching, I think you watched a couple this morning. From what I saw, you know, today's show, Good Morning America, it wasn't like, you know what, and apologies, we got this wrong in the beginning. Oh, no. There's none of that. I was ex- I was expecting some sort of admission. Oh, I, I really was. Maybe. Yeah, particularly after Biden said it. Well, but no. Did, I mean, did you hear the the CBS evening evening news report on this that aired last night? I did not hear it. Dude, no, I, I'll either. play a little snippet of it for you if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the scale of the devastation here is hard to fathom, as those with missing loved ones try to make sense of it all. This woman says, Dad, Mom, please answer me. The aftermath of the massive explosions at the Al-Ahli Hospital is still a smoking wreck. What should have been a safe haven has turned into a living nightmare. We left our home to come here, this woman says. We thought it would be safe, but then we got bombed. The Anglican Church, which runs the hospital, has said it was struck before by an Israeli rocket just four days earlier, injuring four members of staff. Speaking to CBS News, Fadl Naim, a doctor at Al-Ahli, says Israel's army sent a warning to evacuate the facility less than 48 hours before that explosion. Okay, I'm trying to get beyond just the bad dinner theater reading of it. Yeah. But beyond that, the misinformation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that their favorite keyword? Yeah. Or, I don't know, lies? Yeah. And then he goes on, you know, to talk about how hundreds of people are dead. And now the current estimate is somewhere in the ballpark of 50. Right. That's a pretty big discrepancy. And that's not to downplay the loss of life at all, Um, especially knowing that a rocket was not even supposed to hit the parking lot that it hit. But. They're still letting, leading their viewers to believe that a hospital blew up when right. a hospital did not blow up. Wow. Yep. So that's one of the things we're all fighting against. We certainly know our own legacy media you can't trust. But then you have our politicians also going above and beyond to mislead people. Oh, yeah. You got a clip of Rashida Tlaib? Yeah, Democrat Representative Rashida Tlaib kept pushing the lie that Israel bombed that hospital in Gaza, killing 500 people, and started weeping about it. Here's the thing. By the time this was going on at this rally yesterday, she already knew the truth. Yes. Didn't matter. Got the she narrative she wanted. the truth. Got the narrative she yes. wanted and continued to push yeah. it. People think it's okay to bomb a hospital. 
We're children. Who thought it was okay? It was the Palestinians, one of their groups. Which one is it? Islamic Jihad? Yeah. Yeah, they had a dud, whatever it was. Oh, it didn't make it over to Israel. Well, sorry about it. Landed uh, near the hospital. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and, and the people telling the kids don't cry. And like, let them cry. And they're shaking. And somebody, you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. Yeah, cry because you're being led by absolute idiots. They, do, they can cry. I can cry. We all can cry. Oh, just stop it. Just ridiculous. Wow. It's one thing. If you're crying because of what some mother or father had to watch their kid go through when they were attacked and watch them savagely murdered in front of them, cry for them. Okay? But on a false story that was a dud and you never corrected yourself, just save it. Just disgusting. Again, you hear all that those that's people. That's a congressperson. You're inciting it. You're whipping him into a frenzy. You are. Absolutely, you are. Because your goal is not to tell the truth. You're responsible for whatever happens, whatever those knuckleheads or one of those knuckleheads or two of them end up doing. Man, oh man. Okay. There's more to that later. And I, I also have a piece, of audio, a piece of audio that paints a picture of what's going on in Gaza that's really worth listening to from people that have been there and done it before. Um, but moving on to other things. Oh, Speaker of the House. Everybody yeah. loves this story. Just nope. can't get enough. Nope. No, yeah. Well, Ohio Representative Jim Jordan, who was standing to be elected the Speaker of the House, has realized he doesn't have the votes, probably won't get the votes, and doesn't want to do, uh, you know, uh, go into overtime with all of this. So there will be no third vote today. And apparently he was, or he is, uh, leaning towards backing a resolution to let interim speaker Patrick McHenry, uh, McHenry uh, stay in that position through the beginning of next year. Okay. Who is the jackass that voted for John Boehner yesterday? I didn't see that, but I can look at it. Uh, just a jackass. Just jackassery at a high level. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, you know, what, what's going on here? That's, to, to me, that's kind of been the story of the House of Representatives for the last, like, three or four weeks. Yeah. Is just jackassery at an extremely high level. Yeah. But he yells out, you know, the Honorable John Boehner. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> just proving a point. Blah, blah, blah. Golly. On it goes. Yes, I know the whole John Boehner thing. And you've heard other people saying, uh, well, we got to make an example of this so people just can't hold it hostage again, like what's happened this time. And wasn't it Brian Kilmeade on Fox on a hot mic? Didn't he say the same thing yeah. Scott just said? He's a dumbass. Yeah. No, it's okay. If you had to choose that someone was going to call you dumbass or jackass, what do you prefer? I'd rather do jackass personally. Yeah, dumb's a little worse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, probably. That's why I kind of cushioned it a little bit. Got it. Okay. But it was so stupid. The guy, and people applauded him. You know, or laughed. Or what? Okay. What? I know. I know what you're doing. You're looking at me. I, you want me to bring it out, yeah, don't I you? Do. Of course I do. Yeah. I thought you had it, Andy. I thought, why not? Well, I know. Everything is in a file, and then you got to go find is, it. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of like, Everything. you look at me like, okay, Magic 8-Ball, play that sound <laughs> that I want. I want to hear John Boehner crying from back in the day. Well, you know That's how much I want, love John it? Boehner crying. We've had so many people. We've had people crying on this show today. I'm not happy until we get more than one. 
Do you want the what? The one from 60 Minutes? Whatever one you think is best, sir. I'll let you decide. Well, that's probably the classic. Okay. Because he would cry all the time. And back in the day, because the show's been together for quite a while, you would always say it's because he liked to have a drink or two. He's a, he's a big boozy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a boozer at the end of the bar closing time, weeping because his kids hate him. <laughs> I don't know that. Okay. Do you know that? <laughs> Not for sure. No. Okay. But it's and then they get emotional and they cry a lot. Yeah. And so when he was talking about the American dream with kids on 60 Minutes, he. It's important. And he had the little whimpers with it. Get it together, man. Yeah. Jeez. You get choked up. You just try to get your way through it at that point, don't you? Yeah. Something like that? Making sure that these kids have a shot at the American dream. Like I did. Okay, I've had enough. <laughs> like the secondhand embarrassment thing. Yeah. I just got a request yesterday for like a Friday Five, the greatest criers yeah, of all, all time. time. Yeah. Especially dude criers. Put that one in the file. We may have to get to that before the end of the year. All right, there's much more to get to. Oh, the latest presidential polls. There's been a big flip, or has there? Straight ahead. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, Call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know what I think it's time for? I'm going to release the Kraken. Nice. It's Kraken time! She, well, she's actually releasing a Kraken now, I think. Yeah, well, Sidney Powell, this was somebody who was part of Trump's legal team initially, and then uh, his legal team after the 2020 election started distancing itself from her because she was 
spreading even theories about the election being stolen that even the Trump legal team was like, whoa, slow down there. But she did still meet with Donald Trump, even though, you know, after the first little while, I forget how long she was officially part of the legal team, but uh, after she was, you know, quote unquote, future endeavored, she still met with the president in the White House, Donald Trump. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Yeah. And she was saying that she had some evidence of widespread voter fraud and she was going to release the Kraken and all of that. And I remember at the time going, uh, she doesn't have the goods. I don't believe her. I think she sounds like yeah. a crazy person. Well, she's part of this massive uh, 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 prosecution in Georgia uh, against Trump and several other co-defendants. And she has now accepted a plea deal uh, where she pled, uh, pled down to a misdemeanor. So she's basically got probation for six years, no jail time. And as oh. part of that, she is going to be uh, testifying against her co-defendants, which would include Donald Trump. Not good. Maybe. But you don't know. I mean, you know, you can make the argument that, you know, she wasn't officially part of the legal team after the first bit, I guess. But again, she was still meeting with him in the White House. So she probably does know something that prosecutors are interested in. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I can't see where that's going to be good. For Trump, it may not be anything, but if it's not going to be good, it has a possibility of being bad. I think she's got some very deep-seated problems. Well, it's possible. Yeah. Because she had a decent reputation going into this whole thing. And then it was the, nah, all the crack well, and stuff. No? No, I mean, she had she was a federal prosecutor for, for a long time. Uh, then she represented some of the Enron people in the early 2000s. Um, and then kind of went off the rails a little bit uh, in the ensuing 20 years. So, I mean, yeah. The, the, yeah. You got to be careful who you get in business with. You uh, that that all is the for time. sure. Yes. Gosh, yeah. Her and Rudy standing there. Dude, we've talked about That's, it. I don't know how many yeah. times. I will never forget it because it was. And it seemed like it was in slow motion the way the hair dye was rolling down yeah. his cheeks. <laughs> Like, what is going on? Just oozing booze out of all his pores. Because mm. <laughs> they were, I think that was where she had been talking about, like, Venezuelans and whatnot. And Scott was like, well, what do Venezuelans have to do with an election uh, machine provider in America? And I said, they don't have anything to do with them. <laughs> right. Oh. Well, why is she saying it? I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you that. Spin the wheel. Landed on Venezuela. Okay. By the way, you see the latest presidential polls? No. Big change. Yeah, what you got? Trump even more dominant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's. I mean, you get into the numbers and you're like, wow, his lead has increased to nearly 45 percentage points nationally. That's the real clear average. Now, what's the margin of error is 50 points. In right. Iowa, Trump has gained. <laughs> yeah. Trump has gained support in the polls, hitting 50%, according to the average, and then holding a 33-point lead over second-place candidate, which is... Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Yes, it is. I wonder if he'll move up a little bit based on what he's done with the air, the planes, you know, flying the Florida people back. A couple hundred more they announced today. Yeah. It can't hurt. I mean, 
this guy's taking action on his own. And it's true. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. All right, David. Big story today. Uh, biggest story of the day uh, is the continued disinformation campaign uh, regarding what Israel has done in Gaza, or rather, what they haven't done. Um, also, this is kind of an addendum, but I, I, I'm really I, I find it fascinating. Uh, to a big story, one of the biggest stories of 2020, which was the death of George Floyd. And new court documents talking about how prosecutors were reacting to extreme public pressure to charge all the officers who were there when George Floyd died uh, with whatever they could. Right, because at the time we are like, wait a second, they were under him. Yeah. Like, what were they supposed to do? Yeah, we'll get to that much more coming up right here. Big Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Okay, we got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of different audio to get to. Different stories. Um, You know, I don't know what anybody does about the situation right now with Israel, Gaza, Palestinians, uh, all of you know, the world erupting on this. And then in the United States, you see what's happening on college campuses, see some of the nonsense that people are spewing forth. Mm-hmm. And you ask yourself the question, where, where is this coming from? And then you realize, holy smokes, there's a whole lot of people that have been brainwashed on this whole thing. And the free press was out. This was a rally in Canada talking to different people pro-Palestinian support. Yeah. You know, just to ask some different, you know, questions. And as an example, this one girl, we were talking about Hamas, like that's a terrorist group, right? And she's just trying to say, I'm just here to support the Palestinians. They should be free. And the question comes back around to... I'm not here because of... uh... I'm just here for in solidarity with the Palestinian people. I'm not thinking about Hamas, Hamas. so like, I can't think. I yeah. can't speak to that. Uh, do Do you think Hamas is a terrorist group? Okay, we got to move on. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Nope, don't want to talk about that. Well, that's unpleasant. What, what's hard to answer about that? Well, one, that person probably doesn't even know what Hamas is. That's a good call. Um, she talked to a gentleman, Abdullah, pro-Palestinian. Um, he said this. What? Hitler did to the Jews. The Zionists are doing worse now to the Palestinian people. They're doing worse than that. Okay, that was the reaction I thought. Yeah, I, like and Scott, like what? I I missed the gas chambers. Exactly. Loading him into uh, freight cars. Yeah, yeah. Take him to yeah. That's that's comparable. I get it. Isn't that crazy? Idiot. Does anybody um, know history at all? It's the reinvention well, it's, of everything that's true. It depends it, on who you got the history from. It, exactly, but it's just like rewriting it to to somehow fit a narrative that you've conjured up. You know how much has been written about like living in Gaza? And I understand the open-air prison, all of that. Well, over time, you could move freely. You could take jobs in Israel, all that sort of stuff. Nope. You are a slave to Israel. Oh, yeah. If you want to go into the state, you have to be a slave to Jews there. If you want to live there. 
because we, ha and we have to ask ourselves. And this is what Palestinians are slaves in uh, Israel to the Jews. They're slaves to the Israelis over there. And they treat the Israelis like they are the kings and queens over there. You know, the, the interesting thing to me is that you'll hear some of the apologists for the demonstrators who have been taken to the streets here in Canada all yes. around the world and say, well, it's not about, you know, Israel being a Jewish state. It's about Israel. Poli it's about Israeli policy towards uh, the West Bank and uh, the Gaza Strip. Mm -hmm. it, right. It's about you know, colonialism and blah, 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 settler mindset, blah, 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 all that stuff. And yet you hear that guy say, no, explicitly, it's about we feel like we're slaves to the Jews. Yes. And that's what I mean when I say I I don't know what you do about that. Well, one, policymakers around the world stop listening to them. Well, yes. I mean, I guess you just need people. This isn't true. What you believe is not true, but it's so deeply ingrained. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think we're going to have time for it now. I have to be later. A longer piece of audio about people who've been around the area, really familiar with the situation. And it talked about that people can't quite grasp the anti-Jew sentiment when you grow up in Gaza from basically the moment you can crawl. You're embedded with it, I mean, day in, day out, mm -hmm. to the point where you take the anti-Semitic person in the United States, they would be appalled at how these people think. <laughs> like, that bad. Um, yeah. Then you had a, you know, the Jews got to go. They're chanting that sort of stuff. It's just amazing that we're actually seeing this. And I think there are a lot of us that are surprised. Well, by I am too, because I, I, never, I never, I didn't see this one coming, the anti-Semitism in this country. Yeah. I just didn't see it coming. I call me naive, but uh, holy cow! Yeah, oh, and worse than Hitler. Yeah, I mean, really, it's, it's mm -hmm. the it's the crazy rewriting of history all the time. Very much so. Okay, moving on to other things. Uh, oh, this court document, David. This is a wild story. Yeah, it's an unsurprising but important update in the George Floyd case. And yes, it is 2023 right now, and you're talking about something that happened uh, in 2020. Uh, but this reveals how much the aggressive prosecution of the police officers involved in the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis uh, was related to political pressure and left-wing terrorism. And the documents came out of a lawsuit filed by Amy Sweezy, who was a Hennepin County prosecutor. She sued, claiming the former county attorney, Mike Freeman, was engaged in sex-based discrimination and retaliation. Why? Because she walked away from the case against Derek Chauvin and specifically the three other police officers because she did not agree with charging the other officers who were just there. Makes sense. A couple of other prosecutors in the office also left and they were part of a deposition as part of this lawsuit. And they said, yeah, the relationship between Amy and the county attorney soured because of that. Uh, there was extreme premium pressure because the city was burning down to do something, to charge right. someone right, uh, as many people as possible. And then when they lost the case, or at least when then the state took over, uh, the county prosecutor felt personally slighted, 
said, it's because of these people who didn't want to charge that I don't have this case and, all, you know, that, that the AG is, is, uh, is breathing down my neck and there's all, all this political uh, infighting that happened with all of that. And also, uh, the former prosecutor who is uh, suing uh, talked about a revealing conversation. This was from Alpha News, by the way, um, revealing, uh, a revealing conversation she said she had the day after Floyd's death when she asked the Hennepin County Medical Examiner about the autopsy. Uh, she said, quote, he called me later in the day and he told me there was no medical finding that showed any injury to the vital structures of Mr. Floyd's neck. There were no medical inst- indications of asphyxia or strangulation. Now, we knew that. But then what she quoted him as saying was, quote, what happens when the actual evidence doesn't match up with the public narrative that everyone's already decided on? This right. is the kind of case that ends careers. And, you know, as a result of all of this, uh, you know, again, specifically, it had to do with the three other officers that were charged because a bunch of prosecutors in the local county office were like, what crime did they commit? There there was no crime. They made it up, but they got convictions anyway. Um, Yes, because it was something to the degree of because Chauvin would have been the guy in charge there mm -hmm. and these guys under him. uh, They were trying to say, well, it was so egregious what he was doing. Even though that was the right procedure, if I remember right, what Chauvin was doing. It had been part of uh, training, yeah. Okay. That they were supposed to, like, knock him out of the way. Because I remember, and people thought I was nuts, and I'd have to see it again, but I truly thought it when the first time I saw it, after what the narrative was, was as he had the knee there by uh, Floyd's neck, so by the shoulder and the neck, but he had most of the weight on the other leg. He wasn't going like full weight on that knee. Mm-hmm. Most of it was supported by the other leg. But there was no time then to make that observation. You wanted to see George Floyd die. No, I didn't. Just trying to be honest about what you see. Do they bring up the fentanyl in this story at all? Uh, not, not in this particular case. Okay. Um, but some of the examples, one of the examples that I think is really telling uh in this deposition is that now you have two former prosecutors talking about the county uh, attorney saying, quote, this is what the, the boss was saying, quote, big white boys like us aren't going to be ruling the world anymore. We have to start letting uh, black people uh, in, especially men. We already had to let the white girls in. Then he turned to a female and said, uh, because they're smarter than we are and we all need someone to keep our feet warm at night. Wow. <laughs> Ain't that something? <laughs> just the reaction from Robinson. Yeah, well, I, just, you, you, I don't even know how to I don't know how to react to that actually. Holy cow. But no one's got time for this story now, David. No, no. No. No, most people got the narrative they wanted and then just move on just a casualty there. There you go. Wow. Uh saw this. A uh, big victory for a transgender fencer. I didn't know there was such a thing. Uh, this person, it seems to me, has been way out in front. This is the 70-year-old plus age category in USA fencing. Um, this is the 14-time champion who is a biological male that competes as a female. Liz Kokab. Mm. 
Okay. Yes. And, you know, just thanking everybody for this incredible opportunity and thank you to USA Fencing because in USA Fencing, well, as long as you, you know, got off, you know, testosterone, you know, for 12 months or whatever, it doesn't matter anything else. Yeah, you can compete as a woman. And people are looking at this now going, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Riley Gaines, who is now, I mean, she went from being a collegiate swimmer to now an activist. Right. Trying to stand up for women and their spaces. Said uh, Liz winning his eighth fencing world championship title in the women's category um, doesn't make you a champion. It makes you an entitled cheat. She's just flat out saying it. I think for this nonsense to stop, there's going to have to be more people saying the exact same thing. You see a little groundswell of that going on right now. So this guy's in the 70-plus category. Correct. Of fencing. Yes. How many 70-year-old-plus women are fencers? I'm not sure. Yeah. Six foot tall. Well. Got a lot of reach. And some girth, I'm guessing. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yes. Um, Does he wear, like, uh, women's fencing clothes? Is there a difference? I don't know. I don't know anything about fencing. I'm you want to do? I can get Bruce Dickinson from Maiden on the phone. Oh, he's, he's a fencer, fencer, isn't he? Yes. He's, he's a man of many more. parts, that guy. <laughs> he is, man. The guy's amazing. can fly a plane and fence you at the same time. Yes. Lead us all in aces high. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking of men and women, and we just glanced on this earlier, this, <laughs> I don't know if you'd call it a trend, maybe. Some people are doing it. It's women. Asking a potential male date, hey, can I get a couple of female references from you before I go out <laughs> so, with you? So the dude asks the girl out. Correct. And before she agrees, she wants him to give a couple of names of other women he knows yeah. to vouch for him. Yes. And before you ask, it it can be a sister. I guess it could be a mom. But it could be like, you know, any female friends that you have. Maybe somebody you used to date. <laughs> So what do you think of that? Yeah, let's get the ex-wife on the phone. Oh, that's work. like, that's worlds colliding, isn't it? Oh, buddy. I don't know if people are really wanting to know about the ex-wife. It'd be somebody else, I would think. Maybe someone that you dated that you're still friends with, if that's possible. Hmm. That sort of thing. That, that's, is that crazy? Is that woman crazy for asking, or is it clever? That's the question that's being out. Well, are you going to put anybody on, on there that's going to hose you? Well, I don't think any dude get, would. Nice, no, exactly right. You'd only put people on to give you a flowery assessment, correct? Well, in this one story from the New York Post, uh, the guy said, sure. Yeah, no problem. Um, here's my sister's phone number. And so the woman texted her. They went back and forth. She went out with the guy. Apparently, they're still together four months later. Why doesn't it work the other way? Like, I'm the dude. Yeah, I want some references. Yeah. yeah. I want some dudes to <laughs> reference for you. Let's see how that one goes. Now, if I was the brother in this situation, getting yeah. called by some dude, I would like that. Because I want to know who this guy is that mm-hmm. wants to date my sister. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And it may not be a friendly conversation either. To me, for the women, it just comes across as sizing up the competition. Like, oh, you're it still be, friends yes. with your ex-girlfriend? Let me let yeah. me figure out what she's all about. Right. I think, and I, I didn't mean it to be this mean, but I remember one time you met my sister. And you're like, you know what? She's really nice looking. I said, shut up. I don't want to hear another word. Did I say that? I probably did. Of course you did. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime, for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try and say whatever's on your mind with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot motivate. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We saw a clip of John Roberts from Fox News. He's in Jerusalem, yeah. in the hospital. The CEO of the hospital said he never seen anything this bad. So many people still in the mm-hmm. hospital. It's just awful. But doesn't it seem like a lot of the world's moved on from that? It's really weird you mentioned oh, yeah. that because I I thought the same thing this morning. Yeah, something because everyone was focusing on the the uh, protests and the marches for Palestinians and you know. Yeah, the human it's like catastrophe. Everything yeah. is this from is on the Israel side is gone now. Yeah. Well, there's other big news to report, and I'm surprised you didn't bring this up in the show yet, Scott. It was huge. Anders Luth, no, and that is it—an unforgettable finish to Game Four, a resilient conclusion to a remarkable season for the Las Vegas Aces, and for the first time in. 21 years, the WNBA has a back-to-back champion. See, you were all about that last night. You were wearing the special. No? I had no idea it was even going on until this morning when every news network had to carry something about it. Well, especially ABC. They went out of their minds. Oh, of course. You know, I had this clip just, this was like a while back. Uh, when Brianna Stewart was named the most valuable player yes. um, in Stu York City. What, you know that. What? She rena- they renamed the town for her. <laughs> they did? Dude, Robin Roberts, this is so bad, used it twice in an no. open. Oh, yes! No. And Alicia Keys firing up Stu York City this morning. 
and the WNBA's newest MVP, Brianna Stewart. Stewie joining us live from Stu, your city, on Making History. It was lame the first time. The second time, it's just sad. Hang on, I'm going to go vomit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. <laughs> Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so uh, President Biden supports genocide, apparently. Yeah, that well, that that's what we hear. Uh, he does a lot of bad things, but I don't know that that's one of them. Uh, but Democrat Representative Rashida Tlaib says Joe Biden, wrong side of history, because, well, he supports Israel's attempt to wipe out a terrorist organization. Uh, oh, she said this. Okay. What'd she say? I swear to God, outlaw? Allah. Okay. Sorry. sorry. Okay. You are on the right side of history. You are. You're doing. Whose history? Everything possible to save lives. What is wrong with that? Oh, God. No. For, for one, you're supporting a terrorist organization. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of them. Do you know what Hamas did? I know she never acknowledged it. Or is she one of the people that thinks that really didn't happen? Or it was justified? I, I think she's on the team of it was justified. Yeah, oh yeah. It was a justified retaliation. Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things Biden does wrong. I mean, I don't know if y'all saw the story where uh, the White House team put out a photo of him talking to uh, Delta Force troops in Israel. And they didn't black out their faces or their identifying tattoos on their arms. That's supposed oh. to be secret. Like they're not supposed to be identifiable. And they doxed them. I mean, they're incompetent. Now they they, they are incompetent. They, they wound up deleting the post because somebody said, "Holy mackerel, you're not supposed to do this. You can't put these guys' faces out there." No. Wow, man. Well, apparently Biden woke up this morning and asked somebody if he is in favor of genocide. He didn't know. Right. He heard he was. I don't <laughs> well, am I? He, I don't know. What? Well, he thinks genocide is a new member of Congress named Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> or Phil Collins' old band. <laughs> well, you know, you get all these mixed messages from people that are supposedly pro Palestine. And some are very clear. They want the Jews gone. Yeah, oh sure. You know, I mentioned the free press going to the rally in Canada and talking to different people, trying to understand what's your view. And some are just, you know, dumb. And others who are actually surprised. 
Um, oh, here's a little clip from that. What happens to the Jewish population there? What happens to Israel? They, like, they should go back to their the, 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 do, do, do not include Jews in this because from? the Zionists are not Jews. Yeah. They should go back to where they came from. Where yeah. is that exactly? Mm. Israel? Israel? Yeah, I mean, that would be... Unless you're talking about forming, like, the southern kingdom of Judah again, that's cool. I mean... I don't think that's what they're talking no, about. No. Okay. Zionists are yes, different. Exactly. Yeah. The Zionists are not Jews. We have a lot of Jews who stand with us. Tell me what the difference is. The Zionists, the, the, I mean... J- they Jews, believe uh, they have to be there and kill people and take their home. And no matter what, they have to stay there, no matter what. There is difference. But Jewish, they know this is not their state. This is not their place. How many times has Israel said, yes, okay, we'll give you this. You didn't have it. We'll live in peace. It never works. You just go through the history of it all. No, they've been taught something completely different, I guess. It makes no sense. But when you're trying to understand that these people at the rallies, where does this come from? You're getting an answer. It's ugly, but it's certainly an answer. And I told you I had a piece of audio. And this is from the Jocko podcast, Jocko Willink, retired mm. Navy SEAL. He's talking with Daryl Cooper. He created the Martyr Made podcast. Researcher knows this stuff. And it's really interesting. because, Well, Jocko frames it like this. Because this is what we hear about all the time. It's like if you're a normal Palestinian person, you're like, you know what I'd really like? I really wish we could have a, a two-party state. I wish we could have a little chunk of land. And I wish everything was cool. And we could kind of like live, live ourselves, be, you know, li- have our own little wor- part of the world. And I'd be really stoked. Okay, just stop there. Now, at least from our media, that's how it's portrayed a lot. Would you agree that there are so many Palestinians in the Gaza Strip? That's what they want. Yeah. They, Hamas, they, they're not even really down with Hamas. They just kind of rule the place, right? Okay, so Daryl Cooper comes in and is answering the question and gives you a snapshot. And to me, the reason I wanted to play it for you is because I hadn't heard this part of the story before. But as far as what they're actually trying to accomplish with regard to Israel, this is they're not trying to conquer the place. They're just trying to make New York City or London a more attractive place for Jews to live than Tel Aviv. That's the goal. You know, there if because you you might be an Israeli Jew who's you know, a patriot and all of those things, but you love your daughter. You love your daughter and you have cousins in New York, a whole bunch of people, he's got a job waiting for you and everything and people do this. Israel has seen over recent years, you've seen an influx of people coming in from Europe because of the Islamist anti-Semitism that's cropped up there. But before, but before that, there was an outflow of people. People were leaving Israel, moving to the United States and other places. I know Israelis who, who've done that. And part of the reason he was saying that, because what preceded that conversation was the brutality that mm. has happened, just the absolute, you know, savage, savagery. And he goes on. I think that's part of the goal. Just create enough chaos, make this place. And that's, that's it partially answers why the savagery. You know, part of it, I do think, is to provoke a massive response that they can use for propaganda purposes and to delegitimize the Arab regimes that try to make peace with Israel. Um, but part of it, I think, is they're they're trying to shock and terrify people into leaving. And Because the whole theory is we're going to keep having babies. We're going to have more people. And it's just over time, numbers wise, we will have enough. 
if we can get enough to leave. I'd never heard that before. I thought that was interesting. And I think there's probably a point to it. This is the last part of what um, Daryl Cooper had to say. Hamas is, again, these people aren't thinking in terms of individual lifespans. These are people who are perfectly willing to die, even eager to die. You know, people have to remember sometimes that these 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 people in Hamas, these young men who go join Hamas, and just the people in Gaza in general, like they grow up from the earliest age just in a stew of hate propaganda that would make, you know, the most anti-Semitic person in the United States skin crawl. That is what they hear every day. It's what they hear from adults, authority figures, the most prestigious people in Hamas, uh, rather in Gaza, the most prestigious people are martyrs, which often means people who went and killed a bunch of civilians before they got shot by Israeli, you know, police. And there have been, you know, a lot of examples where they've polled school children in Gaza and asking them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And something like 65, 70, depending on the poll percent, say, I want to be a martyr. This when you're like, yeah. okay, yeah. And we have people saying, absolutely, we got to take these refugees in. Yeah, no. No, you don't. Well, I mean, w- one of the things that throughout humanity has been the fear of death. I mean, when it comes to warfare. I mean, you don't want to die. You're, you, you, you fear death. I mean, for your populace and for yourself and for every, When you don't fear, when you take that out of the equation. Yeah. When, when I don't, I don't have it. As a matter of fact, dying on the battlefield is a good thing. Correct. When that's the mentality, I mean, how do you break through that? It's a completely different calculation than you and your mind can make. No, you can't wrap your head around it because yeah. the will to survive lives in so many of us around the world. Yeah, but if it's for glory. Exactly. It's totally different. And you're taught that from the yes. time you're three years old. Correct. Yeah, it's pretty Life wild. has no value. You know what? There were a lot of people that commented on that podcast saying, you know what? Two level-headed people that know this stuff to hear that conversation. Yeah. Instead of some politician. Yeah. You know, that, you know, for whatever reason, you know, wants to get in their sort of point. It's a fascinating conversation. Okay. Other things. Oh, how about this story with Britney Spears? You brought it up the other day, David, in the book where she's saying, yep, I was pregnant. Justin Timberlake's baby, Mm -hmm. you know, over 20 years ago. I didn't really want to have the abortion. He wasn't ready to be a dad. Felt kind of forced into it. You think this is going to keep gaining attention with everything else? Because this book hasn't come out yet. That's just like a little yeah, excerpt. I, I think so. And it's it's part of it's like step one of her reign of terror, as she has now been freed from the conservatorship that she was well justly involved in for years. Yeah, you know what some people are saying, because obviously there was a mental decline. Yeah, that part of it. Could be. Because that's one of the things that's out there that really people don't want to talk about, especially on the left. Like the mental health issues for so many women after an abortion. Yeah. You're dealing with it for years and years and years. Yeah. Oh, we can't say that. No, that's just, I mean, it's a fact. It's been brought up in a number of different stories. But you wonder when the book actually comes out. Is she going to be doing interviews for that thing? I'm assuming. And you what's that going to be like? That's going to be wild, man. Yeah, no doubt about it. And speaking of celebrities that, you know, sort of lost it, Kanye West. You don't hear much about yay. No, no. the that whole 
you know, when he was saying, I love Hitler and stuff like that, uh, yeah, that kind of, that diminished the brand quite a bit, didn't it? Mm -hmm. It did. Maybe you should show up at some of these rallies now. He'd probably be hugging him. Right. Who knows? Not quite sure. Um, But he made this comment that instead of bipolar, that he got autism from a car accident. (laughs) What? Yes. Never heard of that. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up. Wow. Okay. I'm like, if that happened, man, I've never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. So he's perfectly fine. Car accident, autism. <laughs> How about that? The way you, the way you phrased that. Yeah. That, yes. That's well, yeah. That's basically what we're to take yep. from that. I mean, maybe misdiagnosed. Yeah. He texted that to Elon Musk. Hmm. Said, "I'm not bipolar. I have signs of autism from my car accident." He said, you can't watch Kim keep my kids from me and not say anything publicly, then call yourself my friend so I can bring my audience to your struggling platform. X, formerly known as Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think Elon's going to get mixed up in that one. I'm, I, don't, I don't think a car wreck had much to do with Kanye's uh, no. struggles. Uh, no. I never, never heard that before. I'm no. fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Car wreck, I'm not fine. No. I have autism. Okay. Nope. All right. Nope. Never heard that one Only in the world of Kanye can that happen. Yeah. You got that right. Um, Oh, got to get to another news update. And then another, another trend with dating that is really interesting. Straight ahead. you know and trust is now angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish so remember angie's list is now angie and we're here to get your job done right get started at angie.com that's a-n-g-i or download the app today Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. It's okay if you're worried about what's going on in the Middle East and you're thinking, man, this thing is getting really ramped up. 
we don't know what's going to happen in other Arab nations. Are we looking at a regional war as opposed to Israel and Hamas alone? What's happening here? I have great news for you. Somebody's going to fix it. Oh, awesome. Uh, Good news. California Governor Gavin Newsom (laughs) has announced that he is on his way to Israel. Golly. And he is going to be meeting with those impacted by the terrorist attacks and offering California's support. Israel is in good hands. Golly. For what? What are you going to do? All right. Oh, what are you on. going to do? Yeah. Exactly. You should have did like what DeSantis did and actually helped people get out of there that are trying to get out of there. Well, no, because that's not a photo op. I guess well, you could do the photo op at the airport when they come back. Right. Now, not the same as being right. in a war-torn country. Though. Well, plus he's running for president. Yeah. These govern these jackasses. Not officially, but come on. Yeah, I'm waiting for these other idiot blue state governors to jump on board now. I don't know, man. I don't know how many there's going to be because how many really want to be president? That would have a well, shot. Well, Kathy Hochul doesn't want to be president, but she did it. it it's inexplicable. I don't understand it. Like they think it's helping at all with everything else they got going on there. Well, plus the fact they've got to be looking at these people going, why are they here? Yeah, when you Gavin get down Newsom. to Hogel, it's yeah. one thing. The sitting president, okay, if nothing well, yeah. else, the symbol well, well, of sure. that means something. Yeah, of course. Hogel? Yeah, Hogel. Hogel. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what that means at all. Um, <sighs> oh, I mentioned a dating trend on a lighter note here. Women are using the nickname theory to weed out potential uh, long-term dates. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the nickname theory? I have not. Uh, they gave some examples in the story, like the plain bagel and cream cheese guy, which I guess would mean you're not serious about him. It's probably not going to last. But if you call him like the gray BMW guy, mm-hmm. then it could go either way. Usually if it's nickname, it's because of something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a friend of mine, lady, this was a long time ago, was dating a guy at Red Lobster, and he was just Lobster John. <laughs> See, that made sense to everybody. <laughs> I like Lobster yeah, like that. Lobster John. That's either, Lobster John. That's either a yes. guy who sings sea shanties or, <laughs> or there's something wrong with him physically. Well, actually, once we got to know Lobster John, he kind of joined our crew, and we hung out. He was a cool guy. Yeah. Just call him LJ? Yeah. No, just Lobster John. John. Yeah, but Lobster John was a little bit shellfish. (laughs) Hey-oh! Dang it, where's the who? You notice with all these dating trends, it's fine if the women are using these tactics. Can you imagine the story if it was dudes using nicknames of women to weed out potential mates? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it would be received like this. No. You know, or there was some sort of ranking system. Let's see. That's, yeah. Well, you know, like if you, but base, you love baseball. Right. You know, like, okay, right now she's in single A ball. I don't know if she's going to make it to the show or not. Right. But things improve and maybe she makes it to double A or triple yeah. A. Best I can do is high A on that one. <laughs> she's a middle reliever, but certainly not a closer. Definitely yeah. not a starter. Yeah. See, something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And then you got different nights that would be designated. Like the minor leaguers don't make it past Tuesday. Sounds like maybe you have experience in this. I, I'm just You really out, thought this out, haven't you? Huh? Going theoretical yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> just don't just don't call her bobblehead night. Right. Oh my God. Right. Well, See, you always gotta do that, David. 
Nothing wrong with bobblehead night. You collect them. Yeah. <laughs> Actual bobbleheads. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a story for another sure. time. We'll just stop right there. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. Uh, biggest story today. Uh, biggest story of the day. I mean, there, as always, there's a lot. Uh, one, of course, uh, is the ongoing war with Israel and Hamas uh, and Gaza and uh, the disinformation about what happened with that hospital that allegedly, you know, well, a parking lot blew up because a radical Islamic group can't make a rocket, apparently, and it blew up too soon. Yeah, they had a dud. Big surprise. Yeah. Uh, and then also just an absolute cluster continues in the House of Representatives where Jim Jordan has said, never mind, we're not going to hold another vote, mm-hmm. but let's have the interim guy stay there for a little while longer. All right. Updates and the Scott Robbins trifecta. Straight ahead right here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial, David Van Camp. The sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I'm sorry. I my, I, I had my eye taken off the ball <laughs> by well, one Mr. Scott Robbins. Because I just the... read this. Ibram X. Kendi is now calling for ceasefire. Uh-huh. Demanding a Who, ceasefire. Shut up, Henry. Who cares what you have to say about anything? Isn't that whole charade over now? Apparently not. He's well, still at it. And- well, the, the guy managed to blow through how many million dollars at Boston oh, University? Lots. Yeah. It's like over 30, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, what a joke. The anti-racist center? Yeah. And yeah, that <laughs> didn't produce any research from Dr. Kendi. Henry Rogers is actually his name. I mean, this, this guy, uh, a, a few weeks ago... Uh, there was, I guess there's some show that he's on or does now or whatever, talking to professional Oh, it's ESPN. Athletes. They've done everything to bury that thing. Yeah. Because it's embarrassing. He's well, got a show on ESPN? ESPN Plus. Well, really? They, yeah, and there was one interview where he's talking with, I don't know if she's an Olympian or in the WNBA or, or both or what, but, but she was saying that uh, sports contracts are the new slavery. Because oh, yeah. You have to sign on the dotted line, and if you don't do what your employer says, well, you could lose your job. That's how employment works, and that's nothing like slavery. And Dr. Ibram X. Kendi is sitting there looking very serious, like, and he goes, mm hmm, yes. Like, that's not the dumbest thing that anyone with two brain cells to rub together has ever heard. Yeah. Willingly, well, it's the same thing Kaepernick said a while back. Yeah. You know, the NFL is like slavery. He wants uh, back in. Right. It's <laughs> what, longing what? for the freedom of his chains? I don't really understand what you're talking about here, but yeah. Yes. Even Max Kennedy blows through $30 million that were given. That were, uh, I think it was a total of $47 million that, that was donated to the center, but he blew through $30 million of it, produced absolutely nothing. And is still apparently taken seriously by some people. Oh, I saw I saw a bunch of his quotes on different Facebook oh. pages, social media pages. Only in the money pit that is academia yeah, could correct. you blow through that money and still have a job, much less be taken seriously. Could you imagine? Hey, you know, I just started a radio station. I had forty-seven million dollars in capital, and I. Uh, have not produced uh, well one single show, 
in three years, uh, but I spent $30 million. You'd never work in broadcasting again. Of course not. But if your name's Henry Rogers, and you take your regular hair, you get some dreads, and you change your name to Ibram X. Kendi, and release the book The Anti-Racist or Anti-Racist Baby, there's enough dumb, rich, white, liberal women that will say, this is just what we've needed. You know, and that, that's really hitting the nail on the head, too, because it's not, it's not black people that like his work. Oh, it's, dude, we've played the clips, I don't know how many times, Glenn Lowry, John McHorder, yeah. clowning him. Where if finally Glenn Lowry broke, you've heard me play it before. Oh, it's like, yeah. that guy couldn't carry my book bag. Right. <laughs> He's terrible. It's nonsense. Yes. Not well, surprised. he just wants you to know where he stood. That he's calling for the ceasefire. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rashida Tlaib was like, here, hold my, hold my beer, dude. You know, does anyone then ask back, okay, what should Israel do right now? Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? There's still 200 hostages. No, I mean, and somebody needs In Gaza, to... What, seriously, Henry, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, Israel fought back after, after their people were slaughtered. They fought back. That's their crime. Yes. Yeah. And again, still, hostages there. What are they supposed to do? Yeah. Well, I guess we don't know. Well, let's wait for Ibram X. Kindi to, uh, to sit on that one for a few days and okay. respond. All right, you ready He's for your smarter victory? than you are. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta. Always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. All right. Hey, Joe Biden is going to give a big speech tonight. You want to come over and watch it, Casey? Do you? Gotcha. No, you. I'm ready. Never answers the question. Never. Three. He he doesn't get into politics. Oh, at, we at least rate. discuss no. it afterwards. No, he's 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 spending the hits, man. All right. Number three, uh, the first celebrity of the presidential election season has announced they will be leaving the United States if Trump is reelected. Yeah, and it's one of your favorites, David. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but it's your girl Cher. Yeah, we have a tumultuous. Cher made a statement saying she will absolutely leave the U.S. if Donald Trump defeats Joe Biden in next year's election. Well, that should unite the country. (laughs) She She said, I almost got an ulcer last time. I thought she was going to leave last time. Well, she changed her mind and she was going to give it some at least, you know, four more years. But now she's Uh. saying, I'm done with it. I'm not doing it. No word yet from Joy Behar or Whoopi Goldberg or any one of these other jackasses. Who are going to leave the U.S. However, that being said, that being said, so she's claimed she will leave the U.S. definitely if Donald Trump wins the 2024 election. Donald Trump should turn that into a TV ad. Vote for me. She's gone. <laughs> there is some truth to that, man. Yeah. There would be some people lining up like, yes, okay, they yes, would. it's time. Now, yeah. on with the countdown. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day. Two. Uh, number two, Oprah is taking on Mitt Romney. Well, she's pushing back on something Romney said in his book that he has coming out. Anybody know he had a book coming out? No. Uh, she, his claim in the book was Oprah pitched him the idea of him running for president in 2020. She is the VP to save the country from Donald Trump. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Now... Mitt's claiming this in his book. 
She's saying, no, that didn't happen. She said, I tried to convince him to run for president as an independent because I didn't want Donald Trump to win re-election. She said, but in no way, shape, or form did I agree to to volunteer to be his VP. That is so funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, despite the claims in his book, and he stands by him saying, no, that's not the way it went down. She actually did want to be my VP. I don't have a problem believing she brought it up. What do you mean? That that she could be the VP for Mitt Romney? I think we've had conversations on the show about we have. she or Michelle Obama running because of their popularity that they would certainly get some votes. Well, Mitt's claim now is that he contacted her because she said that if the vote for Mitt Romney and the Oprah ticket would mean free cars for everybody. Because <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Yeah. You're so hot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I don't know who's talking to who here. I think she was saying that to Casey. Okay. Okay. And the countdown continues. Of course. She is. The Scott Robbins trifecta, the top three of the yep. day. And, and finally, yes. one. Uh, number one, China and the United States are racing to unleash killer AI soldiers, you're telling this me. This is crazy. Yeah, China and the U.S., they're developing new weapons right now controlled by AI. Wow. They say this could determine the world's balance of power. The race with China to build autonomous weapon systems is the defining defense challenge of the next 100 years, said Christopher Alexander. He's a chief analytics officer at something called the Pioneer Development Group. He said a Reuters report last month detailed the ongoing struggle between the U.S. and China to develop the world's first AI soldier. And apparently the only difference now between China and the U.S., will be U.S. Terminators will have gone through diversity, equity, and inclusion training. Right. (laughs) And our robots would be gender fluid. Of course. And there you have it. That's the difference. You're going to make sure that they are, you know, equitably exterminating the human race. (laughs) There there will be no discrimination on who they wipe out. All right. By the way, do you want a nice story to add on to your trifecta? Yeah. Well, how about Casey okay with that? I think he is. Is he in a hurry to get out of here or not? I don't know. He's all right. Okay. Um, This was a woman in Virginia. The reason I bring it up is because people know you're like the cat person. David used to be known as the cat whisperer on this show, but you're known as the cat David had cats, too. He has cats. Well, they're well-behaved. My cats are pretty well-behaved. Pretty well. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The reason we're bringing up the story... Uh, this lady was dealing with health issues. And so a doctor actually prescribed her to get a new cat. I never heard that before, but the well, doctor made the case. And, yeah. you know, this has made the rounds. Um, if you want, I can even play some audio. Well, they're good for you. I understand that. Yeah, go ahead. Though. Okay, here she is. I was very, very sad. And Dr. King asked me why I was so sad. He was concerned about my overall well-being. And I told him that I had recently lost my beloved pet, Detora, a cat. I had recommended that she proceed to get a new cat, and I actually wrote her a prescription to get a cat. Cats and dogs are important for patients, for comfort, for touch, for well-being of their cardiovascular health, lung health. There you go. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I thought you would like that story. Based on that woman, I don't know if the cat's going to help, but that's hopefully it will. What do you mean? Well, 
sounded a little rough. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, when she dies, what happens to the cat? Yeah, where does the kitty oh, go? Oh, my goodness. Well, hopefully, I thought it was a nice story. Hopefully you designate someone as your animal caretaker. Oh, you we've really croak. jumped it, man. You're more concerned about the cat than this poor lady? Yeah, kind of. And I know she may not sound... At first, I thought she sounded like Dave Chappelle. I don't know if anybody okay, else heard that. Okay. I was very, very sad. A little bit. I can hear it. Yeah. Me why I was so sad. He... <laughs> a little. I'd be worried about the secondhand smoke the cat's going to be inhaling. Golly. Oh, man. come on. What that's, about the cat? That's a pack and a half of Palm Malls a day right well, there. No, it's. it's... Golly. Cynical sons of. It's a nice story. She's going to get a cat. I agree. Cats, the company. I think animals do are helpful. Yes. Okay. Thanks, Casey. And there you have yeah, it. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Casey. It's hopeless. See you tonight for the okay. big, big speech of Joe Biden. <laughs> You're not even going to watch this speech. What are you kidding? I might. All right. We got to get to another news update. Oh, and Nimrod's in the news. You what? What you don't want to do when you're trying to hide? We'll answer that question straight ahead. It's really been an honor for me. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try and say whatever's on your mind with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot motivate. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We saw in the news crawl at Fox that Biden says we're talking to Israel about alternatives. Yeah. To what? To what? That's a good question. I'm guessing to not go in on the ground. Mm. A lot of people predicted that was the real reason he was going. To try to talk Netanyahu out of it. But Netanyahu was also quoted earlier today saying, you know, no, we're destroying Hamas. Yeah. Make no mistake. 
So what exactly does that mean? We'll wait and see. Yeah, we got it. Not quite sure. Yeah, we'll see how all this plays out. I think it's incredible to hear Ned Price, spokesman for the State Department, quoted today as saying, yes, we want to have a continuous flow of money and aid to Gaza throughout the entirety of this conflict. And it's like, well, wait a minute. They got like 200 hostages there. Right. And uh, including American citizens. And we're going to be giving them supplies. What's happened to all the supplies and money we've given them in the past? Yeah. I mean, winds up getting sort of taken by Hamas and then used to support their terror operations. Correct. That's the way that's gone. So, well, Biden's going to be giving the big speech tonight. I like that response. Well, well, there's not going to be questions. It's going to be the prepared speech, and it's going to be walking that tightrope of, you know, supporting Israel no matter what. But at the same time, you know, well, we don't want a humanitarian crisis. And the people in Gaza and all of that. So garbled, slurred words. It, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have some good stuff tomorrow, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. All right, we ready for Nimrod's got a couple of doozies today. Let's roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news. We start in Florida. 41-year-old guy named Johnny Yates. Um, Police were looking to arrest him for aggravated battery. They got a tip. He was at a residence. So they went there. Well, couldn't believe what they saw. There was a whiteboard. Had a message written marker. And it said, Johnny Yates does not live here. Oh, man. So, of course, the cops just turned around and laughed. <laughs> well, the sign says it. Uh, what do you want to do? <laughs> so, please hang around. This person's leaving the home. Cops are like, hey, you know where Johnny is? Oh, yeah, he's in there with some other people. Yeah. <laughs> please yell for Johnny to come out. He didn't, so they tried smoking him out. That, that didn't get him. So then they brought the canines. There you go. That'll get him. Yeah, they sniffed him out. He was found hiding in a modified chest of drawers. Interesting. He was in the chest of drawers? Yes. Wow, he must be a little guy. Well, they said modified, so I'm not quite sure what that means. Haul out the back of it and crawl inside. Uh, I suppose. Yeah. And then Fulton County, Georgia, had four squatters arrested, had been staying in this home, and charged with felonies. Why? Well, not only squatting in the home, but on the weekend, it was Quite the party place. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Strippers. Like a, running a strip club. Yeah. Out of this home. Yeah. There's horses involved in this thing. Horses. Horses. Oh, horses no. What do they have the horses doing? That was the name of the name of the strip joint. Here, listen. Listen. It was always something going on in that house. A lot of partying. They had an um, illegal strip club on the weekends. They would get uh, live horses. One day they had live horses. All these uh, individuals were charged uh, with various uh, felony crimes. Golly. Why are they criminalizing the houseless? That's a good question. <laughs> and what about the horses? Yeah, where, where'd they get the horses? What happened to the horses? And why did they have the horses there? 
We don't know. You're getting it right from the horse's mouth. I've never heard anything quite like that. I mean, to have someone squatting in your home, that's one thing. Yeah. You've seen them destroyed. Yeah. But the impromptu strip club with horses, and we don't know much more to the story than that. Uh, Sorry. Exotic dancers, not strippers. Come on. Have a little respect here. I'm guessing not the top shelf either. (laughs) And that's Nimrod's in the news.